Okay, so um, what I want to do with you is continue our conversation about Amira um, Lenachri in terms of Amira Lenachri type 2, which is that the Mishnah says that if a guy lights a candle for you, um, it's on page 38 in these source sheets. The Mishnah says if a guy lights a candle for you, um, even if the guy does it on um, his own or her own, so you're not allowed to get Hana'a from that candle. A guy um, fills up some water um, for you. You can't get Hana'a from it. A guy builds a, a ramp for you. You're not allowed to um, use it to descend. Now, just if you read the Mishnah, there are three different cases. Case one, I think we understand is like real Hana'a. The guy lights a candle. I, I can get benefit from that. I now see stuff which I couldn't see beforehand. Um, case three, walking down a ramp, is a different type of Hana'a in that it's probably what I would call Hishtamshas more than Hana'a. Now, the guy is building a ramp. So then I'm going to walk on the ramp. I don't really enjoy walking on the ramp. I don't really get Hana'a from it. There's nothing... I'm using the ramp, right? It's a different type of thing, I'd say, than lighting a candle, which is what we would call Hana'a in normal Judaism. The third case of a guy who fills up water, um, the Chiddush over here is that they're filling up water, probably not for me, but for my animal, and that still is um, going to be considered that I'm getting Hana'a. So that's what we spoke about last time. Last time we also learned that there's a Machokas Rashi and Tosvos about what exactly the nature of this Isser is. According to Rashi, the reason for the Isser is that you can't get Hana'a from Maisa Shabbos. And according to Tosvos, the nature of the Isser is that if I'd be allowed to get benefit from something that a goy did um, for me, I might end up being mitzavah the guy to do it for me. It's like a siyag atu amira l'nachri. Now the Chiddush in Rashi on some level is that when Rashi is saying that I'm getting Hana'a from Maisa Shabbos, that means that even though something was done and it was done by a non-Jew, and presumably that means that there is zero iser involved, but nonetheless, it's still considered a Shabbos type of activity and they shouldn't get Hana'a from it. Right? This comes up in um, Hilchos Havdalah, um, Havdalah and Yom HaKippurim. Um, we make a Borim Orei Ha'esh from Matzai Shabbos because fire was invented on Matzai Shabbos by Adam HaRishon. Fine. First patent. He got like the patent on fire. Um, on Matzai Yom HaKippurim, we make a Barimoreha Ish also. And that's a different reason. That's because since I couldn't get Hana'a from fire the whole sh- Yom HaKippurim, so now in Motzei Yom Kippurim, I can get Hana'a from fire. So therefore, I make a Barimoreha Ish, but um, I need a Ner Shashavas. I can only make a Barimoreha Ish Motzei Yom HaKippurim if it was a candle that rested, so to speak, all Yom HaKippurim, meaning a candle that was lit before Yom HaKippurim, and now I am going to get benefit from it. Okay, grand. Um, the Gemara writes that it's not called the Ner Shashavas if it's a candle that the Goy lit on Yom HaKippurim. 
Meaning, even if it's a maisa that's done by the guy, that maisa is still tainted, and it's called like a action, an iser that was done on Shabbos, although we know it wasn't really an iser. Right? That's what the Chiddush of Rashi is that is not really such a Chiddush because it emerges from, um, what's it called? It emerges from the uh, Gemara in Brachos, etc., now, Tosfis comments that we mentioned that the reason for the Iser is because you might be Mitzavah the Goy. And then Tosfis says there's a difference between the cases where the Jew is Nehenna from the Maisa of the Nahri. And in those cases, we say you cannot benefit from something that the Goy did. Meaning, if a Goy if there's a fire and the guy is going to extinguish the fire. So we say, guy, you're extinguishing the fire on your own, grand, glorious, amazing. But over here, if the guy does it on his own, I can't get benefit. So what's the difference? So the difference is what we spoke about last time called positive benefit versus negative benefit. Um, Positive benefit if the guy lights a candle, so I'm actually getting Hana'ah, right? And we pointed out that Hana'ah is defined even as Hishtamshus. But if the guy is removing something, it's not a positive doing something, it's um, right, removing versus adding. Uh, there's got to be some better words for that. But if the guy removes light, so then it's not cool that I am getting Hanoah from it, and that's going to be okay. So far, so good? Oh, one thing I forgot um, to mention is over Shabbos, I was at my parents' house, and I, rem- I saw on my father's shelf, there's a book by Professor Jacob Katz called Goisho Shabbos. Okay, this is the academic work on Shabbos Goyis. This is what we are learning. What he does is he goes through different times in Jewish history, and you see in the shut the types of issues that they were asking about Goyim doing for you. And that speaks a lot about what were the issues in society in this and this and this time. Right? This is Jacob Katz was Professor Chaim Salvechik's Rebbe. Um, he founded the school to some extent of learning halacha through looking at shut. So this is a book that he wrote after teaching in Yeshiva University. I don't know how many of you have heard of the place. It's a school in New York, but he was brought from Hebrew U to teach in YU in 8384, and he gave a seminar on the Shabbos Goy, and that is this book. Um, so there's interesting stuff. One of the most interesting things I found in here is that there is a Sefer of Drushos called the Zera Barich, which was written after Tachvatat, after the Chalmanitsky massacres in 1648-1649. And many of the postgames tried to figure out why is it that Kalyusho suffered so much in these years. Again, this is a form that I think post-Holocaust, most have been very hesitant to get involved in. No? Ralph Huttner wrote an essay in the Jewish Observer that, like, we don't understand why HaKadosh Baruch Hu punished us. Um, no, don't give me reasons. 
But after Tachvatat, there are many reasons that the Rabbanim gave for why it happened. So the Tosas Yontif, for example, said that um, the reason for Tachvatat is because people were speaking in Shul too much. And he wrote a special Misha Beirach, um, that Hashem should bless all those who don't speak in Shul by implication Right, you get it. When I was a kid in a certain shul in Farakaway, where your father was once vice president, um, they, there was too much speaking in shul, and Rabbi Pelkovitz at that time decided to instruct that they recite this Misha Beirach for people who don't speak in shul. They still say it? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it comes from there. That's the Tysus Yantiv's um, Misha Beirach, or whatever, um, that came up from Tach Fatat. So the Sefer Zerah Barich says that the reason why um, the Gezeras of Tach Fatat happened is because people were too and he has like a whole section about these are the things in Amir Lanachri that people are too Mekolan and because of that that's why Klai Yisrael suffered in um, Tach Fatat. I find that like a fascinating um, comment which is I think a good reason to learn these dinim. Tamar. So you are blessed to live in um, what people would have called in the medieval period a ghetto. Like, how many? You live in Riverdale, right? Let's say your neighbors are 90, 95% Jews. In most places, I think, where most of us live, um, if you live in Farakway, your neighbors are probably 100% Jews, right? Um, so in Russia, in the small towns, um, there was a very, again, assuming that there's no ghetto walls, and the Jews, are, so the Jews are living amongst Goyim, and there are lots of Goyim, and they needed Goyim, Um we spoke about how it's like one oven in town and everyone is heating up their food, Jews and Goyim. So besides the kashras issues, there's the Shabbos issues. Right? You're going to have Slobodan come and light the stove on Shabbos. Right? So these issues are, these are things that came up all the time in, um, in that period. It came up all the time. Uh, they also, you have to remember, um, that there was a thing called slavery. You really could not run a household with any sort of ease, a large household, unless you had lots of extra hands. See, we're blessed. So you turn on the faucet and water comes. Okay? But let's say you live in a community 300 years ago. How do you get water? Right? So you schlep. Right. Where, where do you schlep the water from? It could be a mile away. And washing laundry, like we spoke about a few minutes ago. Right? So for us, you put it in the machine and you know you throw your Tide Pot in and you solve all Basar B'chalavishas. But Lamaisa, for them, washing laundry meant that you have, you have to boil a big pot of water and you stand there with a big stick and you bang on the... right. You bang on the clothing when it's in hot water to get the to get the dirt out. Right? Life was much harder. And people had slaves 
Um, again, not justifying it. Like for us, it's like the worst thing ever. But people had slaves just to keep a household going. And that's why part of the Shilohs of Amir al-Nakhri are related to the Shilohs of Avadim. Now, in Halacha, Avadim are complicated because an Eved is, has, is Chayiv in Mitzvah, the same as a woman is Chayiv. So if I have an Eved, right, it doesn't really help me for Shabbos. So what they did is they had to come up, and this is all in this book, they had to come up with ways of having an Eved who's not yet Jewish. Right, an Eved who is, um, well, the Eved remains Goyish and is just like a permanent worker for you. Now, Alpi Halacha, that's very questionable because what you're supposed to do is be Megayer, your Eved. So, how do they get around that issue? Um, again, there's two stages in Geiris of an Eved. There's Tfilah Rishona, they become Neved, Tfilah Shnia, that you become a full fledged Jew. But this was part of the Amir Lanahri discussions in various periods of Rishonim. These are the issues. Um, in the Jews in the period of the Gaonim and Baba, for them, the Amir Lanahri issues were getting across the river because half of the community is on one side, half of the community is on the other side, and they have Gaim who are like paddling in boats. That's something that we saw in one of the Chavos Yair about, like, um, about going to Mingan. So they had they had more Goyim around. They needed to have Goyim in order to keep Shabbos. That's the basic reality. Good? That answers your question? Okay, let's go on, Chefra. Um So here's the thing. If there is, there is a halacha part of Amir al-Nahri that I can't get Hana'a from something that a guy is doing, even if I don't instruct the guy to do it, if the guy is doing it on his own, on her own, I can't get Hana'a from it. But there is a halacha called, um, I'll call it secondary benefit, meaning that if there is already a candle burning and the guy comes and adds some fire, adds another candle. So that is not called getting Hana'ah, providing the Misa that I'm doing, I could have done with the original candle. Okay, so let's say I'm eating. So I can eat a salad, whether there's one candle on the table or two candles. So if the guy lights an extra candle, that's not called getting Hana'ah from the Misa of the guy. However, it says in the Shulchan Aruch, this is here, where are we? 39. Simon Reish Ayin Vav Siftalid. If a guy lights a candle, you, but there's already a candle burning, so you can get Hana'ah from it. But that is only true. But old ne'er rishon dolek avla achar sheyich b'harishon asul hishtamish la'ar hasheni. Okay, what's this then? It's only true when the first candle is burning. Once that first candle goes out, so effectively, then I'm only getting kanoa from the candle that the goy lit, and that's a problem. Nachon. 
So what's the problem over here? Why is this din hard to understand? So do not think like a modern person about what a candle is. What? Lonely? Okay, so there is Hanna from another um candle. Um, I think in physics there's like a term called like a candela or something, which is the amount of light illumination that one candle gives. Um, so there is always extra light, but what we're talking about is that I'm eating dinner. I can eat dinner. I could see what is the salad and what's the meat, whether there's one candle burning or two candles burning. Right? So I'm not really getting Hanoa from the second candle. But when I mean, don't think like a modern person, when you think of a candle, what do you think of? A Hanukkah candle, right? Or a wax, right? That's what we think of as a candle. When they thought about candles, what did they talk about? An oil lamp. Okay, so here's the problem. Okay, I have one candle and um, the guy comes and he lights another candle. So that would mean that I have candle one and candle two. So then if candle one goes out, I should not get Hanoi from candle two. But read Vaita in the Ramah. What does that mean? They're adding oil to the candle, right? Candle in the sense of an oil lamp. So I can get Hanna from it only so long as the original candle would have burned. When the, so I'm still, so Reb Shlom Zaman Arbach asks Akash, he says, right, here's the thing. I mix new oil with old oil. It all gets farmished, right? It all gets mixed together. So what do you mean that you could get Hana'a only as long as the original candle is going? Any Hana that I'm getting is from a tarufes of old oil and new oil. So even so, we do not view it like all the oils are combining. For some reason, it's clear in this halacha that we say, okay, there was an hour of light. Right? Does the Dirshu address this issue? What do you mean? I'm not sure. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't you just need to have the right number left over at the end. Oh, no, well, that's a taruvus of yavish b'yavish. Let's say I have five pieces of meat and um, five pieces of kosher meat and one piece of treif um, comes in, so I could eat all of them. That's a different type of taruvus than this. This is a taruvus of lach b'lach, right, that I'm adding oil into oil. That means that everything combines. Everything becomes the same oil. So it's hard to imagine that the original thing went out because the original and the new are all mixed together. Somehow the halacha says I should look at it like the candle would have burned for one hour. And now because I added oil, it's going to burn for an hour and a half. So therefore I am, right? Oh, 
Fine. Now, um, next halacha. Next halacha. Simon Reish Ayin Vav Seif Aleph. A goy lights a candle. In the Yehudi Shidna Kasaner Bishvil Yisrael, Asr Lakol, Afilu Lemishalo Hudlak Bishvilo. Okay, this means that the prohibition of Hanoa from Maisa Nachri is more chamor than the prohibition of Hanoa when a Jew did a malacha. If a Jew does a malacha, so then there's a difference between Lamisha Na'asebeshvilo and Mi Shalonasebeshvilo, right? If I do a malacha for you, right, or saying you can't get Hanoa, but someone else, under certain circumstances, etc., can get Hanoa. That's the discussion at the beginning of Simon Shin Yod Ches, Machlokas and Meir and Reb Yehuda in um, various Sugyas and Chas. Um, but the Isser can be only for the one, it's possible that this is only for the one for whom the Malacha was done. But by the Goy, the Isser is for everybody. Right? Even if the guy Slobodan knows me, so Slobodan does the malacha on my behalf, then someone else comes into my house, that someone else can also not get Hana'a. Remember, Slobodan's doing it on his own. The idea is we're more machmi here. It makes sense, especially according to Tosfis, that I'm more machmi or because... Um, the concern that the Jew might instruct the guy to do the malacha on behalf of the Jew. So, I walk into your house. There's a... Um, the guy did the malacha for the Jew. I'm going to say, wow, you know what? That's cool. Right? Slobodan did a malacha for you. Next week, I might ask Slobodan to do malacha for me. And that's going to be a problem. The ain chiluk, etc. Whether you set money, um, whether you tell him to pay or not. Ah, now the Ramah continues. Right, the Ramah writes: After the guy lights a candle for ketanim, as in the cholas she'im sakana, then it's mutter for all Jews to get hanaa. Meaning, I'm allowed to get Hana'a from a Maisa that is done for a Chola. Amir is Heter Gomer for a Chola. Whenever there's a Heter, so, of course, you could get Hana'a from it. The halacha is a hakol cholem eitzel tzina. That everyone is considered a cholem when it comes to cold. So, if a goy lights a madura, so you're allowed to get Hana'a from it, because l'cha'ora, it's done the tzarech but then the um, 
But then there's another opinion in the Ramah that Yesh Osrim that by a Madura, there's more of a Gezerah that maybe the Goy will um, make a bigger fire for me. The Svara of this din, if you look at the Mishnah Baruch of Cut and Tess, is that, listen, just like I have a halacha that nerla echa nerla meya, if you have one candle that's burning, so that accomplishes as much as a hundred, that one candle can help one person or a hundred people. So also when I have a fire that's lit. The Yesh Omrim, however, answers because they hold by Madura Gazrin and Shem Yarbe, below Domilanair. Right, so I'm not 100% sure how to explain this, but apparently if I have a room that has 500 people in it, so the fire has to be bigger to heat the room. But if I have a candle that is providing light, so then the same amount of light can illuminate for one person and for 500 people. Is that like, know, for some reason, like it doesn't sit well with me, but Zava saying, sure, makes perfect sense. So we'll trust you. I mean, Shokhanah agrees with you. So like, I have to trust you on this one. Meaning it does make sense because we think of it as the same, the heat of the fire and the light of the fire. Right. But, but it's, yeah, it's a phenomenon that is hard to understand. If the lights are on, if we brought 31 people into this room, would we just be afraid? The light would be just as bright. But, but, but if I have the heat that's on, wouldn't it? Oh, right. I thought it was sort of the side. Because it's heating up the room. Look, I, I have a fire in the corner. It's heating up this room. Does the fire have to be bigger because there are more people in the room? So Shulchan Aruch is saying that the there's an opinion that it's Aser because you might add more fire to keep it hotter. Again? You get warmer if you're closer to the fire. That's what you're saying? Huh? Maybe. In other words, so if there's only one person, that person will move all the way close to the fire. If there's 100 people, you can't move so close to the fire. So you need a bigger fire. Of course, that would mean that the person who's closer would get burned. It would get, like, too hot. It's about heating up the room, not about the specific area. Well, if we make the fire, like, the largest possible surface area, then we'll have more space to spread everyone around. And then one part can... Okay. I mean, so if you have, like, a smaller fire, it would... I mean, that's obviously what Shulchan means. Um... Yeah, before the Yeshom room? Yeah. Is that a relevant smarter? Or he's not saying that everyone is considered like a hula who everyone can benefit. He's saying once one person is a hula. So I think the halacha is that we assume that when it's cold, by definition, you're a hula shame sakana, and therefore Amir Lunachri is mutter. It doesn't mean that one person is going to be a chola, the other person isn't. Every person is dino kachola regarding cold. 
are due. Is this only, does he say, does Zarabas saying this only regarding old? Or if, you know, I turn on the light, or turn off the light, live, like, you have a cola, they need a rest, they turn off the light. Oh, great, I was hoping to nap. So that's a bad example. It might be like negative benefit. Right. So I don't know what's a good example. I mean, so I'll, I'll say it like this. The true the true in the Minchas Yitzchak discusses um, turning on an air conditioner on Shabbos. Do I say the Hakol Cholim Eitzel Hachom? I'm like, we're done. I just, I want to say like. <laughs> you, you agree, yes. But, um, so I'm for school, I heat water so that someone could like take a bath. And now there's just warm water. None of us need to do that. Can we benefit because of this job? But so that's another shell of Shemi Yarba Bishvilo, right? right? So I thought that was like the Hashmas of Zarama before the. You're talking about the area that I underlined? Before the Yesh Osrim, if I'm. The, the first opinion in the Ramah. Is that if the guy lights a fire, so you're allowed to get Hanah from it, everyone can get Hanah from it because fire la echad, fire la meya. Again, as a matter of halacha, we're all considered cholim, but it's hard, it's hard for me to create a case. I, I think. Have a young kid who, for some reason, they need to keep a warm bath on Shabbos because they're sick. So it was like heated up a whole bunch of hot water, and now there's extra hot water. Right. So that is a discussion Shochanarach. Um, mm-hmm. I'd have to look it up. I forget exactly the halacha. That case does come up in Shochanarach about whether we're machmir that I should not get hanoa from it because maybe I'll ask the guy to heat up more. Something along the lines of. The second opinion, the Ramah. I just forget how we. So it would seem to be the same, but the case is Beferish and Shochanarach. I forgot. Now, now, if the Goy, Right? If the guy does it the base Yisrael Midato Ain Ha Yisrael Tsarich Lotzes Afapishinahene Minhaner O Minhamadura. Right. I'm reading the end of the Rama on page um thirty-nine. Right, that if the Goy lights um a fire, the base Yisrael, or lights a candle, the base Yisrael, and the guy does it on his own, so I don't have to leave the room. Meaning, the guy is not doing it for me. The guy does not know me. Or I know that the guy is doing it on the guy's own for the guy's self, not for me. For example, the Mishnah Bura has a case. Um, let's say I tell my guy... <laughs> Let's say I tell the guy who's working in the house, I say, you know what? I need a bottle of wine downstairs from the wine cellar. Right? And the guy goes down to the wine cellar to get the bottle of wine. And the guy doesn't know like which bottle. It's dark. So the guy turns on the light. The guy is turning on that light for the guy himself. No? 
So in that case, because the guy did it for the guy himself, I, I do not have to leave the room. If the guy is doing it for me, so then I'm not allowed to get benefit. But if the guy is doing it for guy himself, so then it is not going to be a problem. Right. The Mishnah comments, if the guy already did it, so then I don't have to leave. Um, but I should tell the guy, listen, don't do this in the future. I have to protest. If the guy is going to light it for me, I say, don't do it, Slobodan. But if the guy is doing it for himself, I don't have to, um, I don't have to say that. Okay. Uh, so one thing I started to mention, but I didn't finish. Uh, we say, HaKocholam Eitzel, See, no, the Minchas Yitzchak has a tshuva about whether um, turning on an air conditioner, I'll say, HaKocholam Eitzel Cholm, that it's too hot, and therefore everyone's considered going to be sick for that. So you have to remember that this is thinking, again, like modern people. Our grandparents, like, who walked to school and it was uphill both ways. But for our grandparents, um, so Lamaisa, huh? Life was hard then. Okay. Um, but the point is that we are spoiled. Therefore, we need air conditioning. People um, did not have air conditioning for many, many hundreds, thousands of years, and they lived. So to say that halachically you're sick because of it is difficult, unless you're going to say that society has mamish changed so much that we can't handle it anymore. Remember this summer I went um, to Newport, Rhode Island. I took a little vacation. So Newport has all these colonial homes and they're like landmarked so you can't make um, changes. And it's like really hot. And you can't have air conditioning. But you know what you do? You turn, you open the windows, and you survive. So, I find it hard, and like all of these farim have a difficult time with this minchas yitzchak. However, the minchas yitzchak is also coming from the perspective that turning on an air conditioner is dairaisa. If I assume that using electricity is derabanan, um, so then I have, right, then I have grounds to be makol, it's going to be a shfus to shfus, b'makom, maybe miktas choli, etc., like we spoke about um, earlier, um, or if there's some sort of mitzvah, like, let's say, you can't eat the Shabbos meal. Um, again, it's hard to conceive of a case in terms of the air conditioner really being a tzorech. Um, mitzvah, maybe for hachnasas archim, it could be a mitzvah of some sort. But that gets back to our conversation about what's considered an oreach for purposes of Hachnas Um Fine. At this point, so you know, I can't sleep when it's so hot. Right, right so if, if, again? Like they didn't have air conditioners. I thought that was a spur. Like, 
So they didn't have air conditioners. Now we do have air conditioners, but does that mean the hakol cholem? In other words, when it's really cold, I can't function. Right? When it's really hot, so you know what? You'll sweat. You know, the guy will sit there just wearing his tzitzis and he'll learn instead of wearing his shirt also. Like, you, there's stuff that you could do. Right? You could, you, there is stuff that you could do. Again, maybe society has changed so much. Now, that's what Menchus Yitzchuk's assuming. Society has changed so much, but I don't know. So I understand Hakolholam Eitzot Sina, and this is part of the issue. What's considered Sina? How cold is cold? I don't know. But if you imagine that we're writing a safer for Jews in Siberia, right, it's very different than right, Washington Heights or Riverdale. Right, it's just like right, much hotter. Well, if you're so cold, then you're considered a uh, cholashet in the Sakana. What if you're so hot? Okay, it's yeah, it's possible. It's possible that if I'm so hot, like I'm a cholashet in second, in the sense of like I can't function, um, I could hear that svara. I just, to me, it sounds like that's like a spoiled American svara. You, you, you'll have to forgive me for saying it like that. Right. I have a Talmud who's a rabbi in Houston, and I learned with him this summer over Zoom a little bit, and one day it was like 115 degrees Fahrenheit there. It's hot, absolutely. Um, it's dangerously hot, yeah. Is there a to say, like, if I didn't hydrate, I would dehydrate, and then I would be a cholas? Yeah, absolutely, right. In other words, we take into account, like, presumptive choli, yeah, so again, I'm just assuming that in most conditions you're not in Death Valley, and in most conditions it's not 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, in a normal Shabbos, you want the air conditioner. The shot is that it's 72 degrees in your apartment, and you're more comfortable in the 68 or 74. Like, th th there's a certain range that, uh, again, maybe I'm not nice enough, but. It seems to me that this is like a little bit of like spoiled American um, svara. Now, here's the halacha. I'm allowed to give begadim to a laundromat or leather to a leather person and I tell him you know what? Do do the job. Do the job. Fix my shoes. I don't say it should be done on Shabbos. It can't be that the case is that the guy is doing it in my house. But effectively, if the guy happens to make the shoes on Shabbos, and then the guy gives it to me, so that is considered okay. Because the guy is doing it for the guy's self. And that's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Okay? I'm allowed to give the Godim to the Koves, the bottom of page 40. I could give Oros to the Abdon, which is a worker who's Ma'abed the Oros. I give it before Shabbos. And 
I set this is your job, or the guy's doing it as a favor. I can't say make sure it's done on Shabbos, but if not, it's going to be okay. And then it says in Rashi Base if Dalid, Kosha Kotzatz. Okay, this is one of the big coolers. So far, one of the coolers I have in terms of getting Hana'a from something that a guy did for me is if it's secondary benefit. There's already a candle burning. Next cooler is that the guy is doing it Adaita Denafshe. So one case the guy doing it Adaita Denafshe is the guy goes down to the cellar and turns on the light switch to um, be able to see. Another case of the guy doing it a daita denafshe is I hire the guy and I tell the guy, listen, I want you to fix the shoes for me. I don't tell the guy when to do it. The guy does it on his own on Shabbos. On her own, the guy shows up Shabbos morning and says, you know what? Here, I dig your laundry. Enjoy. Am I allowed to get Hanukkah? Can I wear my newly laundered stuff that I know the guy did on Shabbos? So that is called the guy is doing it Adaita Denafshe. The guy is doing it for the guy, not for me, because the guy knows that he's hired for the job and he's finishing early because he wants to finish early. Some Say that it's usher. Lichatchila, you should follow the usher opinion. Right? That's what it says in the Ramah. Right? That's the part I just underlined. Meaning that. The first opinion in the Shulchanach said it's mutter. It's mutter to wear the freshly laundered shirt. The second opinion is that, no, if you know the guy did it on Shabbos, you shouldn't get Hanah from it unless you really need it. So what does it mean unless you really need it? So the Mishnah Buru writes in the Bir Halacha, really need it means that you don't have any other begadim the only thing I have is this one. That's considered really need it. Ain't no begging the Shabbos It's not like Tzorah HaMoed. Tzorah HaMoed is, I want a nicer beged for Cholomoed or something. That's Tzorah HaMoed. This is more strict. It's only mutter, according to the second opinion, if you have no clothing other than... Um, this stuff. So, years ago, um, I went with my family. It's probably before my bar mitzvah. We went to spend Pesach with cousins in Toronto. And our bad luck, the um, airplane sent our luggage instead of to Toronto to, I don't know, Albuquerque or something. And right, this is not so uncommon. Air airliners are known for doing this so then the airline comes and they bring the suitcases on Shabbos on Yontif the case was 
So I was like nervous about this beforehand. Maybe it was after my bar mitzvah. Maybe I didn't know this before my bar mitzvah. Whatever it was, I'm like nervous. Like the guy is bringing the suitcases for me. Well, in that suitcase, the only Shabbos clothing I had was in that suitcase. Is the guy doing it for me also? Why is the guy doing it? It's his job, right? And it is not just his job. The airline wants the guy to do it because the airline doesn't want people to get really upset. So the Pashtus, if I would put this din together, I'd say that in the case of the suitcases, um, you could only be mekel, or you should only be mekel, um, lechatchila, that's what the Ramos says, if it's my only Shabbos outfit. But if I could get another Shabbos outfit, um, so that I shouldn't be mekel. I remember at that time, my cousins had some neighbor who had a boy about my age, and I borrowed a suit, but it didn't really fit, and like, whatever. So, what's the story in this case? So the... Um, Melachim Omnayach. He, he's our good friend. The son-in-law of Rebbe Yashiv. Rebbe Yitzchak Zilberstein. He's a character. So, um, he talks to us a slightly different case, which is that I buy furniture and I tell the guy, I want you to deliver the furniture on Friday. And the guy is delayed. And the guy doesn't deliver the furniture on Friday and delivers the furniture on Shabbos. So can I sit on the couch on Shabbos? Right? What's the halacha? So he writes, the guy in this case is doing it latovas atzmo lishmar al shmo hatov shehu daikan Meaning the guy is doing it adaita dinafshe entirely. The case that we have in the Shulchan Aruch is that I give the um, the shoes to the guy, and the guy is doing it for me, but the guy does it for me. He could do it on Sunday, Monday, I don't care. He does it for me on Shabbos. So in that situation, I should not get Hanoah, meaning I should only get Hanoah if it's my only Shabbos suit. But in a case where um, the furniture delivery is delayed, so Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein argues that in this case it's going to be mutter because the guy is not doing it for me. The guy is doing it for the guy himself. It's like going down to the basement and flipping the light switch. right? The guy just wants to be lishmar al shmo hatov. So that is why um, that's mutter. But I was more nervous. I was nervous. I was nervous because there's another halacha that comes up. I think I gave Makaris on this, that if stuff comes from outside of the tchum, on, yeah, it's on 42. If a guy brings stuff for me from outside the tchum on Shabbos slash Yontif, I can't benefit from it, meaning I can only benefit, um, I can, the item was konesh visa, Outside the tchum, it comes in. I can't use the item um, for other stuff. So it says on 42, a section called Isid Rabbanon. The guy brings stuff for me, Michutz Tchum, 
So since it's an Isid Rabbanon, I can't get benefit from it. You can. Okay, let's go slowly. The halacha that we spoke about beforehand, that if a guy lights a candle, so the guy lights a candle for the Jew, no one is allowed to benefit. The guy lights the candle for Yanki, so even Shmerel can't get benefit. But that's only if it's a Dairaisa. If it's a Drabun and lights Kumen, the Isser is only for the person who for whom it was brought. And even if you own the Tchumen of yud most Dairaisa, it's not true. It doesn't apply. So basically, there's a concern that the guy is bringing it for me from outside the Tchum, and the item was Kona Shvitsa outside the Tchum. So therefore, maybe I should not wear my suit on Shabbos Yantiv. Now actually, I was like 16 or 17 already when this happened, because I remember they asked me to give a shear. Um, but okay, so the... <laughs> what? I went to have my own clothing to give a shear. Like, come on. Like, yeah, no, no one knew me. Uh, so again, so the assumption is, like Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein says, that the guy is doing it for himself. In the case of outside of the Tchum, the guy, we could argue, is also not doing it for me, is doing it lishmar al-shmo He's doing it for himself. But additionally, I called the rabbi um, of the show, the Dhamma in the show called Clanton Park Synagogue. Um, and the rabbi then was Rabbi Kersner. His predecessor in Clanton Park was Rabbi Nachum Rabinowitz, whose Yad Pshuta is what we use. Um, in the Shurim a little bit. So he said that the Isser of Tchumen is you can't take the item outside of Dal of Amos. Once the city has an Erev around it, so the whole city is like halachically like Dal of Amos, and therefore as long as I don't walk out of the Erev, it's okay um, for the suit. So I thought that was a creative svara. I seem to remember discussing it with Rabbi Simon years later, and he liked it. But basically, um, I have two reasons why there's no issue of tchumen on this stuff. One, the guy's not doing it for me. Two, the din of tchumen is just that I can't use the item outside of four amos. Within four amos, it's going to be okay. And we could argue that four amos, again, the din is four amos is when I'm outside. But if I'm inside, the whole house counts as four amos. Right? This comes up like in Negovasar, according to some postkin. Um the whole city is for Amos if there is an Erev. So that was the Svara that, um, that's the Svara that he had. Okay. Um, if I walk out of the Erev, it would be an issue. But if I'm walking inside the Erev, make sure it will be okay. That's what he said. Again, one could argue that this case is also Mutter because the guy is doing it for, um, for the guy's self. Okay, so if you want to order an Amazon package on third, so you should order Amazon packages that will be delivered before Shabbos. You should not order that they will be delivered on Shabbos. That would be an Isra of Amir Lanachri for you. If it happens that they're supposed to deliver it beforehand and it's delayed, so that's the same halacha, halacha They're doing it for themselves. But then there's a further question, 
can you get Hanoa from the item that came in? It's like in a box. Like, can I open the box? Right? In terms of Hanoa from the item, it's like the furniture, which he said is mutter because they're doing it to maintain their good reputation. I know what you're thinking. Amazon has a bad reputation anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so that's an issue. Let's say they say we'll deliver sometime on Friday or we'll deliver, they give you a, a game. It will be delivered between 12 and 8. And Shabbos comes in at like 4.30. So I think that's an issue because especially you can't expect anything to come at the beginning of the time frame. Um, Same thing like if you give your shoes to be fixed, as long as they have enough time to do it, that isn't over Shabbos, then they can choose what they so, want to do it. So, so let me say it like this. I think part of the issue is the likelihood. Right? If I give my shoes to fix, so then... There's no set time. They could fix it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. They happen to do it early. But what's the likelihood? If it's like a 12 to 8 window and Shabbos is coming in at 4, right? So I think the likelihood is they're going to be delivering it on Shabbos. That's what I mean, that it's an issue. If Shabbos is at 7, so it's more, yeah, you should try to have the deliveries on Friday beforehand. If it's not, if they do it, if it's supposed to come earlier, and then just to cover themselves, they um, bring it as soon as possible after the time frame. So then that's the halacha that we just learned. But then the question is about opening the boxes, etc. Yes, Sarah? Same thing of like when you bring, like, you know, clean a shirt or whatever it is. Like, they're, I thought you can do it even if there's time, like Shabbos, after Shabbos but they're probably not going to want to work on Saturday. They'd rather work on. I mean, you have to think about, like, we had a vendor. I thought it's just, like, if they have enough time to do it, then... So I think most assume that it depends if it's reasonable. Let's say you know that the cleaners is closed and... Um, you deliver it. You put it... You give it to them on Friday. If I give it to them on Friday in the time that it's reasonable, they'll do it on Friday. Okay. But if it's not at all reasonable... Because in that case, I tell the guy that you could do it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. There's no time pressure. Right? But if the only, I want the item right after Shabbos. And the only way to have it right after Shabbos is either if they do it in the half an hour before Shabbos or if they do it on Shabbos. What's more likely? So that's not from any of them, of course. Maybe I should look into the. Um, I, I should look into the post game. No, no. But so if a guy does the malacha for me, I have to wait after Shabbos. But That's if the guy does it on Shabbos. I can't get hana on Shabbos. I also can't get hana matzei Shabbos um, until the amount of time it takes for it to be done. Correct. Um, so the case of, but the shaila is, if I bring something into the cleaners right before Shabbos, I tell the cleaners I want it to be done. Um, I, I need the item. I'm traveling right after Shabbos. I need it like right after Shabbos. Is it reasonable that they're going to clean it in the 20 minutes that they have? Yeah. Like, um, that faster, even. The reasonable one. Yeah. And so that's what I want to look into. I, I have to... I have to look into it. Um, you know, I think it's 
fundamentally the same as asking a guy to do a malacha for me on Shabbos. It seems to me that like the cases that we spoke about, um, now, is it reasonable that the guy, assuming that a guy taking the elevator is really usher? So if I live on the second floor, it's reasonable that the guy can walk up carrying the stuff. If I live on the 23rd floor, it's not reasonable. So then it's considered a mirlanachi to take the elevator. Because what are you asking the guy to do? Right? If I ask the guy to go and buy soda, he could go next door and buy soda, or he's going to go to Costco 10 miles away. If I tell the guy, go to Costco and buy soda, there's no way that the guy is not going to drive. Right? I mean, that's sort of where I got my reasonableness as far from, but I have to... Um, So Rav Shatter was Mako on the Rav Shatter was make on the soda case. I don't remember the Mitzias, how far away the store was, etc. Right, but again, as long as it's possible, really. As long as it's possible within the within it's within the realm of normal possibility without um doing heroic measures. Like if Bob starts at four and it's a twelve to eight window, it is that's okay. way more reasonable. Uh, that, that's fair. I mean, I, that's so I stand corrected about that. It just seems to me my experience with Amazon is always that the stuff comes at the last possible moment. Um, am I the one who has this experience? Depends. It really depends. But but you're. I mean, you're right. If there's a reasonable window, so then it's okay. It could come 12 to 4, and that's before Shabbos, and that's fine. I stand corrected on that. Yeah. If, uh, it's a 12 to 8 window, and Shabbos comes in at 4. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, the guy can rely on Rabino Tom LaHakel. That's really... What about... What about if packages come, but living in a building, there's a package room, and I'm not going to go to the package room anyways until after Yes, that's fine. So that shouldn't make a difference. Yeah, no, again, whether there's a din of Yasu that the guy, let's say, did it for me, so like, you might have to wait like the amount of time after Shabbos for you know, the package to be delivered. Okay. But if it's like on Shabbos? Like, you know, Saturday is delivery day in the morning, so that would be fine. I think, you know, that, I think that's an Israel Miral Nachri. You're asking for stuff to be done for you on Shabbos, right? And you can say, like, tomorrow, tomorrow, so he's not really doing it for you. I live in this building, so lots of people's packages are coming. So that's the thing. The guy is carrying every package individually. The guy comes into the building. He knows this is 1K that... Yeah, but then the guy, each box is schlepped separately. I think I, it's hard to imagine that the guy is doing it only because the guy works for. No, again, like so. So then, so again, so the furniture delivery case is the guy just doing it. Lishmar Shmohatov, like it's much more work. He's doing it for me, but he's only doing it for me because he messed up. The Mishnah Bureau has a case like this. Um, a guy is trying to extinguish a candle. Right? Now, to extinguish a candle um, in the sense of he wants it to burn better, 
And um, burning better, we could argue, is going to be okay because there's already light and it's just additional light. So let's say that's okay, right? In the process of trying to adjust the candle, the guy extinguishes the flame. And then the guy lights the flame again. <clears throat> so is it like I'm getting Hana'a from a Maisa that the guy did? Right? So one could argue, yes, right? That that's Mamish Hana'a from the Maisa the guy did, and that's Asar on Shabbos. In the Malachim Umnayah, where he has the Svara of that the guy is doing it Lishma or Shmo Hatov, he quotes this idea that the Mishnah Brewer says apparently, Reish Ayin Vav, the Bir Halacha Dibra Maschol Tsarko. I did not look it up because I just saw this on the train now. Um, but the Bir Halacha and Reish Ayin Vav apparently says that if the guy is trying to be Ratzel Limchot Es Hanear, Venich Bebe Yado, Vechaza Behidliko, Mutalishtamish Baorel. In other words, in that case, the guy is just trying to cover himself. That's why the guy relights the fire, because he didn't want the fire to be extinguished. So if he's doing it only to cover himself, so the assumption is that's going to be um, okay. So far, so good? Now, um, All of these cases, again, there's a difference between positive Hana'a and um, negative Hana'a. The top of 41, we already spoke about a little bit by an Isr Drabunan, so it's only for the person for whom it was brought. The Magan Avram has a Chumrah which in the Sefer Archos Shabbos, he makes a huge deal of. It's the top Magen Avram of 42. Magen Avram quotes in the Hagos Mordechai, in the first parak of Shabbos, Dilo shayich lomar daite denafshe ko'avid ala ba'akam sha'osa molocha b'shalo. Avo lahav ir me'atzei Yisrael tzarech lito rishus mibal ha'etzim. Remember, if I see a guy who's going to light a candle for me, I have to tell him, Slobodan, stop! Right? I'm not allowed to get enough from it, I tell Slobodan to stop. If the guy is doing it for himself, so then I can get enough from it. Zuck the Magen Avram, Bashina Gos Mordechai, that the Kula, if the guy does it for himself, is only if the guy does it for himself with the guy's stuff. But if the guy does it for himself with the Jew's stuff, so then it's a problem. Because the guy has no right to make a fire with my logs without my permission. So if the guy is making a fire, even though the guy is doing it for himself, right? meaning... The case that we spoke about beforehand. I ask the guy to bring me a bottle of wine. Guy do- goes downstairs. Right? The guy turns on the light. So he said, oh, the guy's doing it for himself. 
In the Sefer Archos Shabbos, he quotes that maybe he sent this Shiloh to all the Gedolan, like in the back of volume three of the Archos Shabbos, he has like essays that everybody wrote to him. So he says, maybe it should be Usser in these cases, because the Magen Avram quotes that goes to Mordechai, that, um, that if the guy is doing it with my stuff, the guy ostensibly needs permission from me. And then, right, then if the guy needs permission from me, it can't be that the guy is doing it a daita dinafshe. The guy would not have, again, like lights, we assume everyone has permission for everything. It doesn't cost any money for us. But if it's something that would theoretically cost a few dollars or the... Right? So the Mishnah Brura does not agree with this Svara. Everything belongs to the Rebbe Hashem, it doesn't belong to me. You didn't make a bracha. <laughs> that's already, that's like the frumest possible way. <laughs> right, 100%. But in the Archo Shabbos, he is very bothered by the Smagin Avram. He notes that there's like a bunch of steers in the Achronim about it. Um, there's a bunch of steers. It's not clear why it should be. Um, according to, unless you reject this Hagos Mordechai, it's not clear why we could be Mako in um, any of our cases. Now, let's just talk about one other thing. Um, Coming back to what? Hinting, yeah, we'll get to hint. No, so the section called Remiza, I put those in the Hefzid Habapitom, Nituk Makfi, Remiza, Medachzivoy, I put that in the wrong place. Um, I put that in the wrong place. We'll get there. Um, we'll get there later. What? Yeah, so I'm doing it in this order for a reason. Um, because hinting is only going to be mutter if you're not getting benefit from the malacha that the guy did. Remember, if a guy does something on the guy's own, I can't get benefit. So hinting cannot be mutter in those in those sorts of cases. Uh okay. Now here's the thing. Let's talk about here in this section of additional benefit. So look in the Mishnah Burning Tim in Shin Chavzayan. Let's here. If the guy shines shoes for me, can I get can I get Hanna'a from the um shoe shining? Right? So I just underlined this section. The Tzachseyah Hamin Alim Ayade Hameruah Shachar. Shakorin wixen, that's what we call waxing the shoes. If the guy shines the shoes, it's going to be Asr. Now here's the problem. That's additional benefit. Because when you think about it, my shoes need to be shined. But if you look at my shoes, what color are they? They're black. 
after the guy shines them, what color are they? They're black, right? What difference does it make if it goes from, right, a little bit black to very black, right? Isn't it the same as like one candle to two candles? Yet for some reason, the Mishnah Bura says it's usher for the, you cannot get benefit if the guy shines shoes for you on Shabbos. So the Orchel Shabbos is very bothered by this question. And he says that you have to use judgment. Do I view it like it's a completely new thing? Or do I view it like it's same old, same old? If the guy lights a candle, an extra candle, it's same old, same old. I have a candle and I have two candles. But shined shoes is like a different chepza than unshined shoes. Now, I don't, I'm not sure what I think of this far or not. Huh? Sounds like every wife versus every husband. <laughs> the like, they're not the same. Yeah, she has a flag. Oh, my child is like, they're the same. <laughs> uh-huh. So the Mishnah Brew over here is taking the wife's side. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, but. From the wife's perspective, how come the shoe shining is different than lighting the extra candle? There is no in, in other words, I think that's the type of story that he's saying. It's like a different chapza. Yeah. It's unusable shoes versus usable shoes. Right? In other words, by the candle case also, the post can say, if there's one candle burning, and then the guy lights another candle, and I can't read a book when there's only one candle, but now there's two candles, I can read a book. So I'm not allowed to read the book, because that's considered getting real Hana'ah. That's like a significant type of Hana'ah. It's like a new mice that I couldn't do. So here, there's a new mice I couldn't do. I couldn't go out in public with like the unshined shoes. What? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but th- that's the basic svara. Now, this leads the Urchel Shabbos to a few cases. Again, we can debate these cases. Remember, if there's one candle burning and the guy lights another candle, so it's not considered giving Hana'a. Assuming like for regarding eating, I could eat the meal with only one candle burning. Let's say it's daytime and there is some light in the room because I have a window and I have the shades and the shade is up so the I could eat. Now the guy lights a candle. Is that considered additional Hana'a? Like lighting an extra candle? Or is that considered like shoe shining? Right. So he quotes in the Orchos Shabbos on page, where I give it Ha'ara 35, he quotes that Rishmu Arbach was Machmir, that this is like shoe shining. Rishmu Arbach is Rishmu Zaman's son. I think he was Nifter actually a few years ago. A few of his sons are still alive, but I think Rishmu Arbach was Nifter. So Rishmu Arbach um, says that he views it like it's a completely different thing. The light from the outside is totally different 
than the light from the inside, and it's like the shoe shining case. Again, I don't know. Like a lot of the svaras over here are um, hard to figure out. Or let's talk about a different case. Lights go out. You have emergency lights. No? So there is some light. So the guy is going to light candles. It's like additional benefit because you already have light. So you can get enough from it. Well, this case is a little bit different because the moment the guy lights the new lights, the emergency lights go off. Right? We saw the svara. We saw the Allah and Shulchan Aruch. They can only get Hana'a from the candle that the guy lit. Kozman, the original candle, is going. This is like a strange case because the emergency lights are on. Right? They go off. If that light goes off, if the guy's light goes off, the emergency lights go back on. And, right, is it considered like the same type of is it considered the same type of Hana'a with the emergency lights and with the other lights? Again, I'm inclined, I think he's make on the emergency lights. On the window that's open, he quotes it from Shmuel Arbach's Machmir. Um, let's talk about another case. Another case. I have a few rooms in my apartment. I have a dining room. I have a kitchen. I have a hallway. There's a bunch of rooms. I have one fuse box. For the entire um, for the entire thing, right? Now, I have my Shabbos candles; they're burning. Great. The fuse goes off. Now, can I ask the guy to turn the fuse back on? So, asking the guy is somewhat complicated. Because you're asking the guy to do what's probably some sort of doraisa, because your hot plate is attached to it, um, etc. But maybe it's mutter. Or I'll give you another case. The super comes in, knowing that the fuse went off, and the super turns it on. Super fixes the fuse for you. So now he's doing it for me. But it's additional benefit because I had my Shabbos candles beforehand. But it's additional benefit in the dining room. In the kitchen, they had no light. But one could argue that there's like a psikresha svara. Right? The guy is turning the light on because what? Because I can't eat in the dining room, let's say. He knows I'm in the dining room. I can't eat because... It's not really light. So he's going to turn on the fuse. Bob is mad that he turns on the fuse for my dining room. The lights also go on in the kitchen. One could argue that since it's called additional benefit in the dining room, and I could get Hanoa from the mice of the guy, so then I could also get Hanoa from the lights that go on in the kitchen. Especially because there's no tzivoy on some level. The guy's intention is only for the dining room. And it's like a psikresha for the kitchen. And we spoke about how with psikresha, there's no isra v'amiril This one is left as an open question in the Archo Shavis. Right? Everything is on the same fuse. It's 
additional benefit in the dining room, but not in the kitchen. Again, assuming the case is, or I'll give you a case like this. Many of the acronyms say that when you have a situation that you want the guy to turn on a light. So the guy can't do it for you, but he can do it for himself. So what the post can say is invite the guy in for some, I don't know, single malt. And the guy is going to say, oh, wow, single malt scotch, a habit, it's like hard to find. Where is it? The guy will flip the fuse to be able to find the scotch for the guy to drink the scotch. Right? So he's doing it for himself. Grand. But once he flips the switch, once he does the fuse, it goes on everywhere else. Do I assume that it's all part of the same um, miscarriage? It's like a psychratia. Again, so this is some sort of an open question regarding these dinam, what's considered secondary benefit or not. Questions, comments, criticisms. I know I have to look into a little more. We have to focus a little bit more on the cleaner's case, my reasonable sphere, which some of you um, were not so into, and the Amazon svaras. Okay, so we'll have to look into those things. Okay. Any other questions, comments? Okay, um, so let's pause over here.